I'm Sean. I'm Lisa. And I'm Caleb. And this is Watcher Harry, a podcast where three obsessive and slightly drunk friends discuss the wider Harry Potter universe. And as a reminder, we usually discuss things that aren't safe for uh, little ears to hear, uh, not safe for work. Keep us in your headphones. Don't listen to this around your children. Yep. How'd I do? Great. I always love how we all say safe for children. Yeah. As if this is dangerous <laughs> content. I think We're just... here to corrupt your children. Lock your doors. Nowhere is safe. Yeah. It's the NSFW thing. It just like, I always think. Anyway. Now for little ears, which I think is such a sweet way of saying that. Uh, yeah, so for, for listeners, uh, Lisa did get a puppy. Uh, so if you hear squeaking or barking in the back, that's because the puppy is here with us. Yes. Um, so yeah, I have I have two dogs in, in the recording with me, and they're both rambunctious and playing, and they're both young. And the, the older dog is two years old, right? So like, they're just going to be ripping around behind me. So here we go. Nice. Happy editing, Sean. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'll try to mute as as often as possible. So what what's everybody got tonight? Yeah. Oh, did you hear that? That sound engineering. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, a, an IPA called Foggy Goggles, and it is brewed with Mosaic and Simcoe hops. I don't know what that means, but it's from Sterling, Virginia. So I'm sticking with my trying to do stuff a little bit regional and a little bit new. And I haven't tried it yet. Nice. What's that? Um, what's, what's the verdict? Tastes like every other IPA. Amazing. It's delicious. That's all you really want. That's all I want. Yeah. Um, I pulled this out of my fridge. Um, it's not, I don't think it's going to be the usual. Um, he's digging in the couch. <laughs> but I just sprayed him with some water. Um it's uh, I'm not really sure what the brewery, the brewery seems to be Crosby. Wait, Via is maybe the brewery. Yep. Via beer. It's in Clackamoo, Clack, Clackamas, Oregon. That sounds made up. Okay. Um, it's a fresh hop IPA with centennial hops. It's a cool name. And label. it says the universe is an intelligence test on the side. Hmm. That label looks like the cover of the Ugh. graphic novel Saga. Not with the eyeball, though. It's fine. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't drink it again. <laughs> okay, that's it, pretty That's pretty on par, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like when I was like up to my usual business, though, it was like really not going to be a <laughs> good time. Um, this one, like, I think was, I, I anticipated it might be a good time. Um, so I picked it from the fridge. My roommate bought it. Um, sorry, Zoe, not a great purchase. Okay. There's only the one though. So she's not missing out. What you got, Sean? I have, we had a leftover bottle of wine from cooking. Um, so I just dumped the rest of it into a glass. It is a pretty cheap Chianti, but it's Mm -hmm. not bad. It's been sinned for a little bit. So we're getting to like a little bit of vinegary territory, but like I've had worse. Yeah. What'd you cook with it? Mm. What did I get this for? Maybe a bolognese? Maybe a bolognese. I love bolognese. Do you do like the day-long bolognese sauce? I 
so I usually do only about like an hour and a half. Gotcha. Um, but Nick has been making fresh pasta. So I've been doing like a lot of sauces to, to pair with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot puppy. Oh my so God. Cute. I can't not do that. It's involuntary. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't not show you when he crawls up into my lap. It happens in all of the calls that I do for work. Nothing has gotten done in the last two weeks. I have so many people have been on actual team, like, like video calls with me for work while Klaus is pooping in the background. (laughs) That's, that's having a pet in our remote environment. We Uh, love it. When this episode goes up, we will post a picture of Lisa's dog so that everyone can, can see Klaus. He's very sweet. What are we talking about today? All right, y'all. We're talking about wizard cops. Oh. And That's right. prisons and, and prisons. Everything and magical. I suppose uh, enforcement. corrections officers, aka dementors. Yeah, that's a nice way to put that. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically correct. <laughs> um cool. Um, well, we have like our notes are a little bit uh, kind of scattered for this one. We don't necessarily have like a, a set structure as if we ever do. I so guess. do we do we want to start? Do we want to start with like people like law enforcement or do you want to start with like Azkaban? Maybe let's start with people. Let's start with like the actual like structure of what law enforcement seems to be. Cool. So I think that's going to be that's going to be all you, Lisa. Okay, great. I love that. Um, yeah, I tried to make uh, the Beverly Hills or I tried to make like a Beverly, Beverly Hills cop joke. You know? Oh, I mean, there's a ton and we, we can talk more about this later, but there's like a lot of really good or spinoffs. Oh, I'm um, sure. One of my uh, I listened to where uh, it isn't on anymore, but there was a Harry Potter podcast called Binge Mode. And they made jokes about law and order all the time. And I enjoyed oh. that quite a lot. That's, That's good. very good. I felt like when I was taking notes, I could just only go like, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> yeah, that's what goes through my head, too. <laughs> I picture like dumbass Harry and Ron, like on their first day being ours, and they're like, we're so fucking cool. Uh, and they're like on their patrol brooms. Okay, anyway, do they have patrol brooms? Tell me, Lisa, tell me about Um, Matthew. I I like to think that they do. So basically, I went through, found out what kinds of cops there are in the magical department of magical law enforcement, and then I equated them to like America, the American cop system, even though that kind of doesn't make sense, but whatever. Um, so there's the department of magical law enforcement. Excuse me, god damn it. Sorry. That's our blessing. Oh, my Lanta. You've never once got after wires. What are you doing now? Why are you doing it now? The things Wire. are being recorded. Holy hell. Take this. He's like, I don't want this. This fucking squeaky ass toy. Let's just start that over. Wizard cops. Tell me that. Wizard, Wizard cops. cops. Okay. So let's start off with just like what types of wizards are in the department of magical law enforcement in the ministry of magic. So there's like different types of magical law enforcement. It kind of starts at the bottom with security wizards. um, And I equated those to just like mall cops, basically. Um, Then we have magical enforcement patrol wizards, 
and I'm equating those to like patrol crop patrol cops beat cops just like mm-hmm. you know regular cops I guess and then you've got hit wizards what I know Cornelius Fudge brings them up in I think Prisoner of Azkaban um like trained hit wizards couldn't go after Sirius Black you know he like makes that joke or whatever um so I'm equating them to like s- like SWAT team do you think uh, do you think a hit wizard is a legal thing or do you think he's referencing like the wizard mob no I think he's thinking like trained like ministry trained hit wizards is what he says wow cool good catch on that. I never um, that. and then we have the oars at the tippity top and those are like detectives right they're kind of like but unlike muggle hierarchies oars aren't like a thing that you can be like promoted into mm-hmm. you're like trained in school and then you go to or training and then you become an or it doesn't really feel like feel something like, where like they're like they're like the fbi or the cia correct yeah like they're they're like the the highly specialized um wizards who typically specialize in like seeking out crimes that have to do with dark magic fucking insane um, ron weasley was a or oh absolutely insane um yeah makes no sense um shockingly enough there's not a ton of information about the department of magical law enforcement right like we have some famous famous uh magical law enforcement heads um those folks include like barney crouch um we have uh, susan bones no not susan bones amelia bones um and then pious thickness um who are like the the trajectory of um like heads of law enforcement, essentially. Um, And we also know that oftentimes folks in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement are looked at to promotion to Minister for Magic. Um, We see that with Barty Crouch, right? He was next in line before the whole Barty Crouch Jr. thing happened. And then he was like, shunt over into um, the Department of Magical Cooperation. and then Rupert Scrimger is the head of the Aura office, and he was promoted to Minister for Magic. Pius Thickness was also the head of Magical Law Enforcement, and he was promoted to Minister for Magic. So you see it happen quite frequently. So apparently this is like the office if you want to be Minister for Magic. Not sure where Cornelius Fudge came from. You know, we don't talk, we don't talk about Rufus Scrimger very often. He was kind of a bad bitch, though. He was oh, really cool. I like wish we could cool spend more time with him. What yeah, about him? I agree. I don't know. He was always described as being just like a fucking. He like, like, looked like an old lion, I think yeah. is how they described him. Yeah. And he was just like a badass in the horror office, like fighting dark wizards. I don't know. And he like wasn't a bad minister, right? He's just like put under a shitty circumstance and he died protecting Harry's location. Oh. Like yeah, that was his was, final was cool. act. Like he was a, he was a cool dude. Why were, what was the vibe about that we were like, why did we dislike him? So he wanted basically the trio to be like ministry propaganda. Gotcha. Um, Which was not great. As Lisa said, he was also just walking into like the world's shittiest situation because Fudge is an idiot. Yeah. And like right. his, the world was ending pretty much. Yeah. Right. And he was just kind of picking up where like Cornelius Fudge left off kind of thing. Also, um, like, I mean, the trio that is like herding cats. Imagine being the man who they're like, you're now in charge of these three dumbasses. Yeah. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's very smart to want to leverage them as ministry propaganda, especially because, like, nobody understood how actually qualified they were to do anything because they were kids, so. Hmm. Right. Um, But other than that, we don't actually know a ton about magical law enforcement. We do know that it was founded by the first ever minister for magic, Ulick Gamp. Um, So within the first, you know, tenure of the Ministry of Magic, the Department of Magical Law Enforcement was developed, um, which makes sense. Wait, sorry, um, uh, Gamp. This is not like, isn't there like a Gamp's law that's like magical is. principles? I have no idea if they're related and I okay. didn't do any research. I don't even know if that exists. It, the name just sounded familiar. No, it does. Yeah, the, like Gamp's law for like magical transmogrification or it's something. It's why you can't like create food, right? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, there's different... Um, there's different, uh, departments. So within that, there's like the order office. Um, we also have the improper use of magic office. So that's Arthur Weasley's department. So even though the misuse of muggles, muggle artifacts office is like technically its own thing, it's underneath the improper use of magic office. Um, and that tends to mostly deal with magic that like violates the international, uh, statute of secrecy. Um, um, and then we have something called the Ministry of Magic Witch Watchers, apparently. Now, this is according to like wiki, like Harry Potter wiki. So who knows? Right. Um, I don't know. But supposedly this is the department for like searching for like the FBI's most wanted, essentially. Oh, oh. so these were like the people going after Sirius Black. Exactly. And that's the example that they give. So like, they're the ones heading the search for Sirius Black. Um, So I'm, I'm equating them to, yeah, like the FBI's most wanted, essentially, um, in terms of like how they're like, that's what their job is. Um, So they're basically in charge of like witch hunts for criminals. It'd be Mm -hmm. cool to watch like a wizard version of cops. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) it'd be really interesting for sure to see to see what would happen. Um, I also think like, man talk about misuse of magic uh it just wouldn't i just feel like we would learn a lot of cool ways to misuse magic yeah yeah in this in this wizard cop episode yeah (laughs) so that's a good way to look at it yeah (laughs) i just quickly looked into the gamps law of elemental transfiguration it wasn't to tie up our question there are two known gamps in this universe and it's unknown whether a different random person is the gamp being referred to so we just don't know one of the rare things we just don't oh one of the rare things (laughs) (laughs) i I think it's funny when like she does that sometimes or it's like you you could know you made it all up like you could just be like they were distant cousins but she's like nobody knows nobody knows (laughs) maybe yeah it keeps us podcasting correct it does yeah yeah um and then kind of the last big sector in magical law enforcement is the wizengamont um so the wizengamont is basically wizarding parliament right Mm -hmm. um so like each member of the wizengamont is like an mp or a member of parliament um, I would imagine like the chief warlock is whoever the head of parliament is. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that's the prime minister, but that doesn't feel right. That's the minister of magic. 
Sweet. Lisa, My- is that how it's pronounced? Is it was it was it Gamot? Wizengamot? I ask because I was at a quizzo, like Harry Potter quizzo, a couple weeks ago, and I pronounced it Wizigamot, and like I did get laughed at. Oh <laughs> yeah, I say it. and considering I it's a made up word, I feel like there's like no rules, so I don't know why I got mocked for that. Yeah, but. that feels rude. Um, I said it. <laughs> I say Wizengamot because that's how Stephen Fry and uh, Jim Dale say it. Oh well, they're most certainly right. They're British, yeah. right? They're British also, so who knows? Sorry, I was yelling, uh, Sean. Who at this quizzo mocked you? Was it a stranger? No, it's the people on my team. Oh, never oh. mind. Okay. <laughs> rude. Still rude. Still rude. Um, but the Wizengamot actually outdates the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. It dates all the way back to before there was a Ministry of Magic when there was like a Wizards Council. Um, so like way back before. Um, so it's been around for a long time. Um, and like you know how like members of parliament i don't think they have to do it anymore but they used to have to wear like barrister wigs mm-hmm. um they don't the wizengamot has to wear these like plum robes with a big silver w embroidered on the front uh that stands for i suppose it stands for wizengamot so it's a little on the nose um but uh yeah so that's that one's one of the few that's like a truly direct parallel to british government um, is the Wizengamot is what my understanding seems to be. Um, although they don't appear to be like elected officials or anything like that. Um, but it's hard to say how any of these people get jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the, the Wizengamot, um, I do think you are like, not, I think you're, what's the opposite of elected? Like you're, you're just given the title because appointed, appointed. appointed yeah. Because, um, Dumbledore is, like stripped of that title right in the um in the fifth book yeah when he or the yeah, sixth mm-hmm. but yeah I think it's the fifth, I think it's the no? fifth. yeah mm-hmm. it's the fifth and then they give it back to him mm-hmm. but so it's something that they can just be like you're not in this anymore right so hard to say because he was also the chief warlock of the Wizengamot. um so I don't really know yeah, that's a pretty much what we know about the the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Um, something that I found disappointing is that I want to know more about wizarding, like the the wizarding CIA. Which so do you view that as being different from the R's? Is I that that do. witch watch I think thing? R's are more like front facing. Like there's more visibility, right? Like if you work for the CIA, nobody knows who you are. That's not true. But like a lot of like some people, right? You don't don't know uh according to movies and what i know from movies about the cia oh yeah Um, they have like spies and stuff so like they're theoretically are like wizard spies right and what's the british one is it m m6 m16 m oh yeah like the james bond six m6 16 is a gun oh okay um they probably don't have a division for that um (laughs) But yeah, like this, I want to know about wizarding spies. I feel like that would be like, there's so much polyjuice potion at all times. Oh yeah. Like, there's actually, like there would just be like a fountain. Like, you know how in the department of mysteries, there's like the Amortentia fountain mm-hmm. potentially. I bet that there's just like a fountain of polyjuice potion. Oh, it'd be so gross and gloopy. It'd be it's so prob- gloopy. It's probably both like so easy to be a wizard spy because there's just so much you can naturally do to like change your appearance. Yeah. And also so hard because there's also so many like protections you can 
put in place to like stop someone from spying on you. Like the thieves downfall. Mm -hmm. Or even like, you know, obviously, um, what's the truth potion? uh, Yeah. So there's like lots of things, you know, I feel like the downside to, to wizard spies, right. Um, I think one of the, it's like, there's, you know, they're not good at fighting. Yeah. I bet they're bad. They don't at have to be like a, they don't have to be like a, um, a black widow situation. You know, they could just like be really good with their wands. Because we talked about this maybe in like the himbos episode, but like, we don't think wizards work out, right? Like the wizards are not like physically fit people. No, I for feel Victor like Crumb. they're just like, they like point their wands at themselves and they're like, hot yeah, Bodies. Hottest bodies. We have talked, we've touched on this a couple times. And at one point, I don't remember which episode, we were like, this solves the whole thing. Wizards blank. I don't remember what we determined. I remember we don't work out. We really latched on to that one scene in the movie where Crumb is like jogging. Yeah. Right. He goes, yeah, he goes for a run. I think that he doesn't exercise in the books, though. I don't remember him exercising in the books. So I'm going to say it's oh, not canon. I? Wizards, yeah. wizards mm-hmm. don't exercise. Wizards don't exercise. I don't think they do. Mm-mm. It doesn't, they have one sport that doesn't require them to use any cardio. Nope. Yeah. We never see the Quidditch team like they're like, oh, it's weight room time. Yeah. Of course. And not. like all of the other wizard sporting events that we had looked up once upon a time, like, <sighs> None of them. They were all done on brooms ish. Broom based, yeah. Huh. Hmm. So, I feel like they definitely don't exercise. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I have for the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. Um, I think that being, I think from my understanding is that you have to have like a decent amount of training to be a mil- ministry trained hit wizard. You have to have a lot of training to be an orer. To be in law enforcement patrol or like security wizards, I think you just have to like get a high five and a handshake. That tracks with cops. With cops. I was so, about to say putting poorly trained people in charge of the safety of a community. I can't, doesn't sound no, like what I'm familiar with. with no um, yeah, no, I don't think it sounds more on track with American. Uh, law enforcement than it does other countries i'm you know but yeah hey well i guess in in also that they also are given very deadly weapons correct they are they are and we know that wizards are not governed by a code of ethics um so maybe it's no rules no rules no rules so yeah. I want to I want to return to this idea of the R's being like one of our highly trained units, like not the most trained, right? Because those hit wizards sound awesome. They're like they're less trained than the ORs, apparently. So you really? have to come out of your OWLs um, with like high ranking OWL scores and like go through your newts. Um, but for ORs, you have to come out with like five newt level, like like high level newts um, after school. Well, that's shocking to me since two of the dumbest people in the entire series at like (laughs) 18 years old with no diploma from magic school end up becoming ours, like apparently immediately. Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah. And you know what? Sorry. Neither of them were like dumb, but they're just like. Yes, they were. They most certainly were. Average. Average is a good word for it, I think. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say that they were dumb. Um, I would just say that they were 
average. Like, they're like, skate by. I kind of think Harry's a little smart. Um, A little smarter. And I I know we love Ron, but I kind of don't think he was smart. Oh, he's a C student. Yeah. You know what, like, credit where credit is due, Ron realized this was not the life for him, and he left the force apparently fairly quickly. Yeah. (sighs) George W. Bush was a C student. So, and he was the president. I mean, Cornelius Fudge was definitely a C student. Yeah. Man. Um, I almost think about Orr's, for some reason, I have like Bounty Hunter in my head, but that's like way different. Like, w- did they have like. I wonder if that's I, like the witch, the witch watchers. Maybe. And, like, yeah. Bounty hunters. I had it in my head that they were the ones out like looking for baddies, like specific ones like tailing certain people right but do we not i don't actually know though that what do impression. so they there were seem seemed to be like bounty hunters popping up everywhere during the voldemort reign the snatchers um, the snatchers that's yeah. what they called but them. that was like they weren't trained those were just no psychopaths. they weren't trained but technically yeah. i don't know like are like i know do you have to you have to have a license i guess to be a bounty hunter but like what you do you go to bounty I hunter don't know. school license to carry yeah, like but you can't go to bounty hunter school. No, and bounty hunter is not like the bounty part of it is not correct in this context at all. I don't think there's a bounty, but I j- I just thought they were like hunting certain people. I mean, according to like I feel like uh according I think the Daily Prophet always put like wanted. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? So they could have been. I think they just like wouldn't be under the like they wouldn't have the blessing of the proper authority. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. That's right. how, like, something like the Snatchers happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. exactly. Nice. Well, Lisa, fantastic research. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about how our boy, the boy, the chosen boy, became a cop? Please do. So let's talk about our boy. Uh, I, okay, so there's, like, the obvious surface level Reddit theory that circulated years and years ago. That's like someone posted on Reddit. They were like, shower thought, Harry Potter. God, what the fuck was it? It's like Harry Potter was a trust fund kid who dropped out of high school, married his high school sweetheart and became a cop. (laughs) It's not Um, wrong. So accurate. Yeah, like that take really made the rounds online like five or six years ago, maybe even sooner. But what I saw today was from 2016. Um, So it's like, I just find it to be so disappointing. And I feel like that's kind of a universal take that he went and became a cop. And then I also have an elder wand bone to pick about this. Do you want to do you want to do? Yes, please do. Okay. The elder wand. In the movie, he snaps it in half and he throws it. In the books, he doesn't. We don't know where the Elder Wand goes. But it's, he just puts it back with Dumbledore. He puts it back with Dumbledore. But he, but the magic is tied to him. Right, but he, it's within the wand. Like he's when he's using the Phoenix Feather Wand, it's not doesn't have the power of the Elder Wand. Like the Elder yeah. Wand still has its power, and it'll die with Harry when he dies. And I, I think he yes, says something yes. like that. 
And so this motherfucker went on to choose the most dangerous job that he could. <laughs> so that the power of the elder one just keeps living. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I've been <laughs> sitting on this for a long time and I'm like, someone must have talked about it. But like, there's your fucking play adaptation, you dumb idiot. Like, don't, whatever. I just think there's a huge loose end there. He, like, literally is so short-sighted. I don't know. Well, he's a dumb teenager. And I guess in theory, right, if the person who kills him in the line of duty it doesn't know he has is the master of the Elder Wand, they won't do anything about it either. So it'll just die with them. But it is. You're like, I don't know, bud. Maybe you just, like, keep your head down. Keep your head down. Right. Go be a teacher. Go be a gardener. Go be a gardener. Go be a Quidditch player. Go be a Quidditch player. I I also find it annoying. I mean, it makes sense that he becomes an R because there's like what, like three jobs in the wizarding world. Like that's like is pretty much it. And he's right, not smart, so he wasn't going to be a doctor, teacher. Teacher, he's a good teacher though. <laughs> but you're right. I, I, I mean, yes, it would have been interesting had he like actually you know become like a teacher at Hogwarts or whatever. But no, he decided to become a cop. Mm-hmm. I also like, and again, because all jobs work for the government, because that's mm-hmm. how the wizarding world works. If I were Harry, I would also just be like, fuck that. Like, I'm not a yeah. ministry shill now. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. they fucked him over for his entire life. And now he's like, I'm going to be like a good guard dog for the ministry. Yeah. yeah. That's and, lame. And, and Ron's just like, well, I've got nothing else to do but do exactly what my best friend does. Oh, my God. Only Hermione uh, has any sense where she's just like, no. Well, she does end up working for the ministry. Well, I know, but, but I there's know. no other jobs. But there's she has to unless she wants to like open up a tavern, be or a, a crunchy activist. I want her to just like do the Emma Watson and like mm-hmm. go to Brown and go become an ambassador for feminism to the United Nations. <laughs> like, yep. I don't know. Like She'll something. Be the witch ambassador. Something ascendant. I don't know. Just like a little bit like. That's a great point, Sean, about like just becoming a ministry shill after they kind of fucked them over for so many years. Like it just I just wish they found like ways to like, I don't know, crack into the systemic things that like created the whole all the conditions for these wizarding wars. But that's just me. And that's why the Weasley twins are the best characters in this show, (laughs) in this book, because they are just like true anarchists at heart. They. Mm open their own shop they're like we're never working for the government yeah they bail in their seventh year before even graduating yeah oh my god and then like charlie's kind of the same way he's just off in another country hanging out with dragons oh yeah he's just a scientist wow it's like half of the weasleys are very very powerful a hunky kind scientist homosexual dragon oh he's super gay yeah (laughs) yeah he's just our like hunky queer scientist boy yeah charlie weasley's the best Mm -hmm. i wonder why like half of the weasleys unsubscribed there were so many of them i guess like at least some of them were gonna do their own thing yeah right and then there's like bill who's like the the bad boy curse breaker Mm -hmm. yeah but he still works for like the bank yeah but yeah but that's because that's one of the only other jobs there's so few jobs and all of them are attached to the government. But mm-hmm. at least Gringotts technically isn't. That's goblins. 
That's as true. discussed and in the previous episode. If you've listened to our previous episode, you know, we're very pro goblin on this podcast. So actually good for you, Bill. Yeah. See, see, so, you know, and we don't know what the fuck Ginny ended up doing. Oh no. She played for the holy head harpies. Right. And then she became a columnist for the prophet. Mm, see, uh, well, the prophet works oh. in the ministry. Yep. Yes, it does. Government newspaper. Wait, how do we know that about Ginny becoming a columnist? For- I don't know if it was in the epilogue or it was extended. just like extended okay. universe stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty sure extended. that's right. We'll I accept it. That. We'll wow. accept that one. Um, any hoodles. Yeah. Any hoozles. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think it's so stupid that Ron and Harry are oars and yeah, it's yeah. dumb. I hated that plot line in the books when I was mm-hmm. reading it as a child. I was like, what the fuck? It makes mm-hmm. no sense. Yeah. It was all, it was all sort of like Harry heard of one job in his entire life and was like, I'm going to do that job. (laughs) He didn't even look up the classes he needed to take to do it, which is, I guess, very, it tracks for him. He didn't consider a single other career. No. No. Wow. No, he literally like, they gave him a bunch of pamphlets and then he showed up late to his meeting (laughs) and he was like, sorry, professor. Um, this is kind of embarrassing, but I want to be an over. And McGonagall was like, okie dokie, let's get it done because this was bitch like, is crazy. Yeah, you look like a cop. <laughs> you look like a cop. Let's do this for you, bud. I honest, and McGonagall's honestly like, I don't think I could see you really doing anything else anyway. So, yeah. Honest, before this, I didn't really conceptualize ors as being like elite. I just figured it was like funneling into like, cop pipeline so this is really enlightening yeah they're like they're like they're the they're the elite superstars they're like the like if there were trading cards for cops they'd be the ones on the trading cards gotcha all right harry Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um cool well do we want to talk about the weirdest um prisoning prison system in the history of systems Yes. Yeah. Please. Can we can we talk about Azkaban? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So I'm gonna take you guys through like the history of Azkaban, how it came to be. Um, and then we'll move into more of like our modern how Azkaban works in the book series as we know it. Mm. So Azkaban uh is a fortress on an island in the middle of the North Sea. Um, it has served the magical community of Great Britain as a prison for uh, convicted criminals. It was built in the 15th century, um, but it's been used as a detention facility since 1718. Um, it's hidden from muggles. It's um, unplottable the same way that Hogwarts is, so no one can just like stumble upon it. So the person who created Azkaban in its like original form just as a fortress was a dark wizard called Escrizdiz. Escrizdiz. I got There's a Z and a D next to each other, and it's like really tripping me up. Ecrizdiz. All right, we're gonna call we're gonna call this guy like Eki. Eki. Okay. All right. So he was a 15th century dark wizard, um, who was the original inhabitant of the fortress of Azkaban. Um, he was a bad guy. He did weird shit there. Uh, he would often <laughs> lure passing muggle sailors to his fortress to torture and murder them. He like was a like, siren? yeah, he was like, a he was like a real weirdo. Um, 
So after Eki died, uh, he had all these like concealment charms on the fortress. They disappeared. Um, and the Ministry of Magic became aware of its existence. So they were like, all right, we're going to investigate this like weird island fortress. Um, and whatever they found there, investigators apparently refused, refused to discuss it. Um, so they found a lot of bodies and probably like just like gross weird shit there. Like a weird, a weird sailor torture chamber. Yeah, because Eki, not a cool guy. Not Name a aside, cool. Do you not think a cool he guy? experimented by trying to turn them into mermaids? <laughs> Maybe. I'm definitely getting like weird, like House of a Thousand Corpses vibes from like yeah. whatever he was doing. Sounded like it was a bad time. Okay, uh, so Eki's dead. Tough. They find the fortress. There's a bunch of shit there. They're like, we don't want to talk about it. They also find it infested with Dementors. No, they just left them in there then. Yes. Um, So uh, one thing I had always wondered about with the wizard prison system, and I think that we've like mentioned this on a podcast in the past where we were like, is there just Azkaban? Are there like other prisons? Like, why does everyone just like get put in like maximum security prison? And the reason for this, according to Harry Potter Wiki, is that it was impractical to use small local prisons because it could result in like, uh, the the direct quote was like, bang, smells and light shows. Basically, if like inmates escaped, it could cause a lot of disruption and obviously fuck up the um, statute of secrecy. So they were like, we need one remote place to put prisoners like we can't it, it's too much of a liability to have a bunch of local prisons um in the muggle world yeah so right. and other countries seem to follow suit with like norman guard exactly yep mm-hmm. so so they were like hey now we got this like big old scary fortress that is going to be our wizard prison um so it was uh named the Azkaban the wizard prison in 1718 by um dama <laughs> Democles Rowell, who was the Ministry of Magic at the time. Um, and basically, he was like, sorry, Damocles? Damocles. 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 Sure. Um, and because the Dementors were already there, they, he was just like, you're going to be the guards now. Huh. So that's what's happened. Wow. Um, uh, sometime between 1733 and 1747, Minister Eldridge Diggory, uh, I assume, related to the Diggories that we know. Uh, visited Azkaban and was so horrified by the inhumane levels of despair and insanity that the Dementors introduced to the prisoners um, that he actually tried to form a committee to improve the conditions of the prison, including getting rid of the Dementors. And basically, um, uh, there was a lot of opposition saying like, hey, we need to keep the Dementors there because otherwise they're going to travel to the mainland and start attacking civilians because they're not going to have like a food supply. Hmm. So he lost that. They were like, we're going to leave. Like we would rather them be attacking these prisoners instead of like just roaming the countryside. That's some bullshit black and white wizard thinking. (laughs) That is some lot, but you know what, what we know is that that tracks. Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. Total (laughs) sense. That. Like no. one person, one person would be like, hey, but where are they going to go? And the other people are like, fucking brilliant point, man. Well, You're that, right. Just leave them. So when they went, uh, I did some research on Dementors. I've been pretending I didn't do any research, but I actually have some things to say about them. But like, um, that was after they joined with Voldemort's side. They went 
apeshit on everyone after they went over to Voldemort's side and he, like, let them loose. Like, he gave them the green light. So I wonder if the same thing would have happened if they just, like, didn't have a job anymore. Oh, I mean, I, I think so. It, they yeah. basically just made the, like, ethically Executive murky decision. call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To just be like, well, we'll give you food over here. Yeah. Which, it... I don't really get as a Dementor, right? I guess they're like, they're sentient in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, you would think that it would be better to just go feed on the general public. They're always there. Right. Well, so we'll, we'll, let me talk about Azkaban and Modern because I think Caleb and I both looked up stuff about Dementors because I do want to have a conversation with them and I think it might possibly answer your question. Yeah. Okay. Um, So... So modern Azkaban, so it's been a prison since like 1718. Um, Since around that same time, using any of the three unforgivable curses on another human being carries the punishment of a life sentence in Azkaban. Um, Unless there is like sufficient evidence, you know, that the caster was under the influence of an imperious curse um, or there was like a legal exception made sort of how like during the first Wizarding War, ours could just like do whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, and not get in trouble for anything. Um, so, but for the most part, if you do any of those three curses, you're going to ask them. Um, uh, so again, during that first Wizarding war-, war, that's when Barty Crouch Sr., who is head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, as we said, um, he sends a ton of people to Azkaban without any kind of trial. Um, so he like really, really flooded the place after the first Wizarding War. Uh, being an unregistered animagus is also punishable by a sentence in Azkaban, although I don't think it's a life sentence. Um, wands are not allowed in Azkaban at all. Visitors um, have to weigh their wands and then hand it over to a security desk uh, just in case like a prisoner could take a wand and escape. Um, broomsticks aren't allowed in the prison. And even after the Second Wizarding War, which is the events of... Um, sorry, yes, Lisa? Sorry, I have a question about the security desk at the. the, the I the love to think person. about it. I I love um, to think of a so a, a dementor like named like large right is in there charge. A <laughs> dementor, or is there just some poor sad sack law enforcement wizard patrol rotation that that's like oh I have to do my shift at Azkaban today. Yeah, that oh. really sucks. Oh. Right, like what yeah. the fuck? On the off chance that there's a visitor in Azkaban like which doesn't happen right so it's like this poor one poor sad sack who just has to sit there and be like well nobody visited today <laughs> worst job terrible terrible yeah that was um, it that was my one question yeah and I, I agree I have no idea I don't know what you have to do to end up with that job um and Azkaban is still it like it is still a prison after the events of the Harry Potter series. The only difference now is there are no Dementors. Um, ours act as the prison guards. Oh, mm-hmm. wait, ours act as the prison guards. Oh, they now do. they do. Now, now they the do. Dementors yeah. Aren't. Yep. Tough. That That's seems a like beat. a waste of resources. Yeah, Ooh. I was kind of surprised by that too. Um, but I don't know. That's so. That's somebody's job. Maybe that was Ron's job. Because it seems like the easiest thing to do. I was thinking he'd be a great security guard wizard or security desk wizard. 
be very wrong. Yeah, unfortunately for Ron. That, he that just like really hangs him. out there and that does feel like his job. Yeah. Um, um, and then so we mostly know about Azkaban, obviously. Uh, the only other wizard prison we hear about is um, uh, Nirmengard, which is located in the Austrian Alps. Alps. Um, and this was actually, it wasn't kind of like Azkaban. It wasn't always a prison. It was built by Gellert Grindelwald to house his opponents um, and served as the base of operations for him and his followers. And it became a prison specifically to imprison Grindelwald um, in 1945 after he was defeated by Dumbledore. Talk about comeuppance. Yeah, guys. That's you suck. Um, interesting. Yeah. I Well, and so this had me thinking about, because we've talked about this a lot, the like whole like singular wizarding like fortress kind of prison thing and like where that idea kind of came from. Um, and it got me thinking about the Tower of London a little bit where like and I don't know if this is like I'm sure that she pulled a lot of her basis for like the design of Azkaban from Alcatraz like that's been cited in a lot of places um because I feel like Alcatraz is such a famous like um you know we know that it's a huge fortress off the coast of California um that's basically like it's called like a last resort prison um and was like known for being like inhumane and like very brutal. Um, fun fact, Al Capone was there um, in addition to the Eastern State Penitentiary, which is in the lovely city of Philadelphia. Yeah, you can see a um, cell in. You can, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he was an Alcatraz too. Yeah, he was an Alcatraz as well. Apparently Al Capone made the rounds. Um, but um, the Tower of London, similarly to Azkaban, right, was built as like a castle and a fortress before it became a prison. Um, but it served as a prison from like 1100 to 1952. So for like centuries. It oh, was. my God. I didn't know it was like active that recently. Yeah, like for quite a long time. Um, it was not its main purpose. It was like only a few rooms. Um, and like over the course of history, the Tower of London had a reputation for being like truly heinous like really brutal and um a place where there was like a ton of torture and all of these things in reality that's been disproven um it's like it was mostly used for like higher up prisoners um for the most part um as you could see in like some of the more famous prisoners um there was like like Anne Boleyn was a prisoner there mm. um Guy Fox was one of the most famous prisoners um, also one of the few prisoners, 48 cases of recorded torture at the Tower of London. So that means there's probably more than more than that, right? Um, that was just the amount of cases that were recorded over the course of centuries. Um, but Guy Fox is one of those cases. Um, Elizabeth I, prior to being queen, she was there for a couple months. Wow. So. Um, and Sir Walter Raleigh was there for a whole 13 years, but he was able to stay there with his wife and children. Oh, so that's cool. so nice for them. <laughs> um, and then the last one that I thought was really funny, uh, William Penn, like the found, like one of the founders of Pennsylvania, yeah. um, was uh, arrested and sentenced to seven months for pamphleteering. So basically just <laughs> harassing people on the street. Seven uh, so months. I, yep. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, uh. But uh, and that that's kind of where I, I was thinking about when I was thinking about Azkaban. And it, so it kind of makes a little bit of sense where maybe her inspiration kind of came from of like, let's have this like huge fortress, this kind of like foreboding system, because that kind of was reality 
to an extent, mm-hmm. right? Like there certainly were other prisons. It's not like the Tower of London was the only one in all of the UK, like okay. Azkaban seems to be. Um, but it certainly was the most famous one. I also, I wonder because everyone that we know or have seen who is in Azkaban has either done or been accused of doing like very serious crime, right? So it's like, obviously it's serious black. It's all the death eaters. Even when Hagrid gets sent there, it's because they like think think he like murdered killing people. Children. Um, I mean, they're wrong, but like, that's what they think it is. Um, Because I had always wondered like, what do you do with like, like Mundungus? Like you're like, kind of just petty criminals like I'm assuming that they just like don't go to jail like that there is just a you know in order to get some sort of like punishment that includes incarceration like you have to do something like real bad I don't think so because remember Sturgis Podmore went to Azkaban for literally trying to break and enter but I think that's because of like he tried to break because and it was the department, the department of mysteries, mysteries. okay and I it's, think they like frown on yeah. that evidently <laughs> but i mean it's like you know someone like mundungus is just like a thief true and we've never heard of him we've never heard of him going to azkaban it's possible but it's like everyone else has been to azkaban is like real fucked up from it so i don't necessarily right. know that like he would continue to just be like living a life of crime then although he's like kind they... of he's like he's like kind of fun so maybe what he's just they... like i don't give a shit right what do they do then like I don't know. Well, do they just like find them a lot of gold? They have like a like a drunk tank type thing that they just like put you in for a couple days. I could yeah. see that. That's like um a little bit progressive for wizards though. I mean, yeah, I that does feel too progressive. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't I don't know. I but I guess they know. just they make up for it where if you do serious crime, you just go to the literal like hell on earth. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there's like different level. Well, I would, you would perhaps think like, oh, well, maybe there's just like different levels, levels of Azkaban. Azkaban. But the mentors are everywhere. That like where, where, and who's there to monitor where the Dementors go? Right. Yeah, I don't remember what book or we heard of Hagrid seeing Sirius Black or something. What was the The connection? Has to sell. Has to sell. So it's like so. It was in the it was in the third book because Hagrid saying like oh, I only saw him once like he was in the cell next to me or whatever because he was saying how calm he sounded. Yeah, so that's you know that was Cornelius Fudge who said he was like weirdly. Oh, you're horrible. right, but I still think it was Hagrid did because it would have been the second book when he, he got did, sent. But he didn't yeah. like talk to him okay. or anything. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so there. Yeah, I don't know. You could make an argument for the merit of centralized wizard prison, like. If muggles had the technology, they probably would do it. Um, but I don't know about the severity of punishment. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people in the United States who would happily put demons in charge of our prison system. Oh, yeah, they fucking would. And they're running for office right now. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to draw the line from, what is it? Nuremberg to Nuremberg. So that word Nuremberg makes me think of Nuremberg. I think it makes most people do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is that like just? I thought. I assume that's no. We all. I don't know if it's on purpose. I think that would be a tough can of worms to try to open. Yeah. So perhaps let's not. But I wasn't sure about like the word there. She would try though, wouldn't she? 
I, I think she would. No, if she maybe well, she would. Well, I, don't I mean, know. the whole plot of Fantastic Beasts is literally she's like, "What if World that War is, II was because of wizards?" That is a hundred percent true. Actually, tough. Yeah, she definitely did do that. Then she definitely did that on purpose. Would Ooh. I personally or, have gone down that route? No, but <laughs> maybe I actually kind of feel like it would be on brand of her to have not done it on purpose and then went go and then changed her mind later. Like where she's like, mm, no, I did do that on purpose. And da, 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 da. it's like, oh, I'm so first. smart. And I thought this all out ahead of time. Because Gr- Grindelwald did My sketches, did lose and get put in his prison in 1945. He did. Indeed. Oh, God. Yeah. So not great. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh? Can we talk about the mentors? Yes. Okay. Sean, what'd you find about these guys? So, so as we said, um, when the ministry went to Azkaban in its like fortress state, they found it just crawling with Dementors. And this pretty much tracks, we don't, we don't know much about Dementors in terms of like, can they be killed? How, like, how are they created? Like all that's kind of a mystery. Um, But we do know that they are like dependent on the despair of the people around them. So it, we can reason that they are created from um, times or communities in like intense amounts of despair or misery. So since we know that this was a Azkaban was a fortress that was run by like a sadist that they could possibly have been spawned from all of the crazy bad shit he was doing on that island, which is why the ministry found it completely overrun. So they're so they're born from despair. There's not like um there's not like dementor swingers parties going on. I don't I mean because when it's foggy, that means they're breeding according to the actual books. I don't really like to think about it. I don't like to okay. Or do so, you think they're like do you think they're like earthworms where they can just like rub next to each other and then like whoop, one of them gets pregnant? Rub next to each other. I don't I don't know what version of that is worse. Or do they breathe into each other's mouth? <laughs> All of it is so bad. They, they reverse a soul into the other Dementor's mouth so that they like revert, they like imbue you with a, a new soul and then they just like pop out a Dementor. I also, every I've time never I think, thought about this before now. This is all just coming out of my brain, right? It's but, off the cuff. It's good. but you're right. Cause we, they say in, um, it's, it's in the sixth one. It's in the, the, the sixth one, right? It's um, the other minister, like my favorite mm-hmm. chapter in all of the books. Yeah. The first chapter. Yeah, yeah, I love I that one. That. Yeah. Cause he's like, <laughs> and it's all this crazy fog. And he's like, oh yeah, the Dementors are breeding. Uh. And he's like, ah. What? Well, they're causing despair. People going missing. Horrifying. So okay, so we don't we don't exactly know how they physically created, Ugh. <laughs> but um, but I think those are like the conditions upon which they they thrive. Um, so they are able to sort of like leech the happiness from any person that's in close proximity to them. Um, that's why they're so successful as guards. They basically are like feeding off of the constant like despair that comes with being incarcerated. Um, this in terms like saps the energy from the prisoners. So having an escape attempt is really hard. It's like a big cycle. It makes sense that they would be in charge of the prison. Right. Um, Tough. Um, we, they, we don't know what happened to them after they were exiled from Azkaban at the end of the second wizard world war, their wizard 
Great Wizarding War, whatever. <laughs> Wizard World War. Um, slip up can there. they be killed or just driven away? We don't know. And that is like canon. Like we don't know if they can be killed. So we know like um like a Patronus like scares them. Right. But like we don't know if they can be killed. They can be starved theoretically if they don't have access then- to like despair and their food source but like i like we don't know if like any kind of like aggressive spell would work against them we don't know if they can be physically harmed mm-hmm. that's unclear um and then of course the most famous thing about mentors is they are capable of consuming someone's soul um this leaves their victims in a permanent vegetative state and this, they call it the Dementor's Kiss, and it is occasionally used by the ministry as capital punishment, which fucking sucks. It's and gross it doesn't and make yeah. any sense either, right? Like, I guess it's because, oh, I guess it's because once a Dementor eats your soul, right, you have no chance of having, quote unquote, an afterlife. Because you're just like in stuck in a, the gullet of a Dementor. We oh, guess I didn't we even think of that. We don't know much unless about there's Wizard just like an afterlife inside all of the souls that that one Dementor's gets That Dementor is jazzy I, and just like hot so for life. So it's just life. a bunch of like weird criminals and sailors who were tortured to death just hanging out in the guts of these Dementors. Like, wow. hey, I mean that sounds fun. I actually think it's not fun. <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty bad. That doesn't sound good at all. No, it sounds awful for the person whose soul is sucked out, but I really want to think about these Dementors just loving their jobs. They're the only people who love their jobs. Um, But yeah, we've talked about wizarding religion, so we don't really know if they believe in the afterlife thing. But like, I was about to be like, oh, well, wizards don't execute their prisoners, but sucking their soul out seems kind of worse. Seems worse. It yeah. definitely seems worse. I mean, and I think we, I think we know too that they do believe in some sort of afterlife, right? Because ghosts exist. Oh, right, duh. Well, right, and and obviously we have this scene in Deathly Hallows where Harry mm-hmm. is at the the King's Cross where he can, you know, take the train on. Yeah, and he's like ready to go, either like move on or not, and he decides to not. Which, just side note, that is a scene that I love. Um, that's another one of a, that's another chapter that I really love in the books. Um, and they, I don't think, Lisa, you've seen this series, but they mimic it in The Magicians. Um, they make I've it a, seen. They make it a subway station. Um, oh, and it's really, really beautiful. I've seen some of the series because I read all the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I've seen some of the series, but I didn't make it that far. If that okay. was towards the end. Yeah, um, but they it, they do a clear callback to the Harry Potter, except they're in a um, like a New York subway station. That's funny. Oh, that is funny. Mm-hmm. Does they make it like angelic and glowy? Yeah, it's it's a re- it's I, like white and bright. And- yeah, it's a it's a really good episode. Um, but I mean, the show was great from what I remember. I would recommend it. I know we've we've pitched the magicians before. It is one of my favorite shows. Um, that uh that sequence in general that that character's death and that version of the afterlife is like one of my like hardest hit television moments uh but all of that aside so yes so we know that there is some sort of afterlife in the harry potter universe but not if you get the dementors kiss dang i always assumed 
I just had it in my brain that that was the end of that person's bodily life on earth, but it's not for them to go into a vegetative state. That's right. They stay alive and they, they talk about it in the fourth book because of Barty Crouch Jr. Um, because they like the Dementors. Well, I guess they talk about the third book a lot as well. Um, where they're like, they, if it just leaves you as a person with like no memories, no way of communicating or forming new memories and all of these. Yeah. And it's lobotomized. And it's a theme in Harry Potter because I think, you know, Dumbledore says something to this effect, but you know, he's constantly talking about things that are worse than death. Right. So Voldemort Mm -hmm. is so afraid of death and Dumbledore is sort of this like opposing force that's saying like, here's all these things that are actually a lot worse than death. And I know he talks about being the recipient of a Dementor's kiss as being a fate worse than death, death. because you've, you've lost your soul. You've lost the thing that actually allows you to be a human in this world. Right. A fate worse than death would also be a a goat fucker. Who's not allowed to fuck your goats. Mm. Right. That would, that would be awful (laughs) for Aberforth. Aberforth. Yeah. He's just really sympathizing with his with his goat fucker brother. He's like, what if they took all of my my goat partners? <laughs> so, for example, the goat fucker Aberforth didn't have to go to Azkaban, but did have to go before the Wizengamot. For fucking did he goats. Go to, he did, did he go to Azkaban for fucking those goats? I don't believe I can't he did. Google that on my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> that is certifiably not safe for work. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna Google that exact phrase. I'm on did Aberforth go to Azkaban? <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna wiki for. So according to my research, mm-hmm. Aberforth did did not go to Azkaban. He was prosecuted by the Wizard Gamut, Wizard Gamut, whatever. For using inappropriate charms on a goat. goat um, something I hate about Harry Potter wiki, though, is because they are understandably all encompassing of like the various parts of the Harry Potter universe. I guess they have started to bring in um, the Fantastic Beast series because apparently Aberforth has a child in that universe. And I uh-huh. absolutely refuse to believe Aberforth Dumbledore has ever fucked a woman. Wait, that is oh. not true. It's not true. What if what if he turned the goat into a woman? <laughs> I don't think it could bear a human child. <laughs> what if he turned a woman into a goat? That, that makes slightly movie, more sense. Have you seen the movie Lamb? No, and I don't want to now that you just brought it up in this conversation. No, but that's based, that's but I mean, if the child human looked child. like that, I'd be like, that's Aberforth's kid. Except to be a goat head. So what I'm saying is absolutely every part of this is like so unbelievable to me because in my heart of hearts, I know Aberforth only loves goats. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look at every political sex scandal. People marry and fuck people they don't actually love. Not Aberforth, Caleb. No, because he doesn't have to. He's not putting on airs. (laughs) Like, remember Dumbledore was like, did my brother, who got, was accused of inappropriate charms on a goat, like hide from the public? No, I'm not entirely sure he can read, but he still didn't hide. So he was not ashamed that he was a goat fucker. And he and we now know that it is not punishable by sentence to Azkaban. 
So the wizarding world, it's probably frowned upon. It seems like they're not cool with it. But if you want to fuck a farm animal, you will not go to Azkaban. Nope. You might be like forced to open up a pub. People are going to look diagonally. And you're probably going to deserve that. Yeah. 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 But you're not going to go to jail. He's Doesn't like appear a to. successful business owner. He is, yeah. Business. And I think, he you know, like a bandit. he's a free he thinker. He's a business <laughs> owner. I think Dumbledore probably oh, pulled fuck. some strings. I think that's oh, likely. Yeah, yeah you know. that makes sense. Um, oh, you so know what? All the they, other goat fuckers might be in Azkaban. Maybe just not Aberforth. That's right. He, he did get sent in front of the, the wizard gamut, which feels kind of, kind of serious. I think so. So it's interesting that it's kind of like they needed someone who Dumbledore really trusted to man that pub with the tunnel in and out of Hogwarts. Like there had to be some kind of, but the tunnel didn't exist. The tunnel wasn't, the tunnel didn't exist before the room of requirement made it. Bullshit. Really? Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Think, or at least the room of requirement, like exposed it. Like, yeah, maybe the tunnel, but like, yeah, the tunnel wasn't like accessible. It wasn't a tunnel that like, anybody knew about yeah very well i'm so glad we have this forum to, <laughs> to ask the big questions <laughs> the really important one yeah god good god but i'd imagine that the school probably if if the rule requirement made the tunnel the school probably did it to aberforth because it was such it was drawn to another dumbledore yeah oh, i would say brilliant i like that better very yeah. well um can i so a little bit more about dementors do you, Please. Do you want to hear some stuff? All right. So I found this blog, vk.com. I'm pretty Ooh. sure it was translated from a different language. Nice. Because not all of it Makes carries sense. in like a normal cadence. Um, and they used, they instead of saying Avada Kedavra, they said Avada Kedavris, which I love. Um, so I think it's translated, but. Is that uh, the plural? uh yeah <laughs> apparently <laughs> um so it's titled <laughs> uh, it's titled 15 purpose facts about dementors you didn't Ooh, know <laughs> purpose facts. okay it's most certainly translated but <laughs> yeah so, so i have some purpose facts about dementors that we might not have known um so what the blogger did was they went through and they like synthesized all the context clues and things that we actually learned from the books into mm-hmm. like things we can extrapolate from those clues. So one, and I we don't have to go through all of them. There is some kind of communication between Dementors and Wizards, like, which could lead us to believe that Dementors are like more, I don't know if sentience the word, but like evolved enough to like enter into agreements with Wizards, which I found to be very interesting. Because do you remember when um, they're guarding Hogwarts in the third book mm-hmm. and Dumbledore says something where he's like, don't try to reason with them. Like, so we, right. but, but it, it was in a way where I didn't take that as being like, they're too dumb to reason with. Like, they're not like wild animals, basically just like, mm-hmm. they're not going to listen to your bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Orders. I'm very into those orders. Well, and wasn't there like a, and this might be a false memory. I don't really remember, but there's like a, I have a memory of like somebody going down to talk to the Dementors. Oh, I think Dumbledore does. Right. At some point to yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe it was when Harry gets attacked during the Quidditch match. Oh, 
And clearly like some, I mean, they have the orders where like Dumbledore tells them where they can and cannot go in the school. Right. So can understand Follow that. Follow orders. Umbridge sent them to. Right. Mm-hmm. Wherever Harry, li- the Dursleys live. Uh, right. Did, did, did she just send the mail? Little whinging. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it was like, so maybe it's not communication. As Dear Dementor Todd. Please go to Little Whinging, Surrey on the night of July 27th. Yeah, that makes this idea sound stupid when you put it that way. So maybe it was no, like a I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discounting it. I'm just wondering it how this communication happens. And also, yeah. not once does anybody refer to a, a Dementor by like a name, right? Is I'm this sure just another names... oppressed creature? Right, and I'm sure. No, I names... don't think. I don't think that either. <laughs> I think I'm their names the must be also like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like the other guy's name is like, <sighs> you know, like yeah. I don't think they're, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> yeah, they're not just like, oh, I talked to Eric, the Deventor. He said they're going to be cool from now on. <laughs> yeah, Todd's coming over later. You wanna, you wanna suck some souls, la- suck some souls out with me? Hey. <sighs> <laughs> oh Todd, that um, feels good. You can't, you can't see, but it, there are some horrific hand motions going on. Are they like uh, Todd? Did you try to try it on hey, my knob? Try it on a different <laughs> angle. Let's flip it upside down. <laughs> I hate that. Thank you. Oh Todd, that that's good, Todd. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. I also love the idea that they all have like Minnesota accents. Like, they sound like Fargo oh. rejects. Oh, Chad. Oh, Chad. Oh, Eric. Ah, that feels so nice. Oh, I just popped there, out Chad. a little one. It's going to get foggy tonight. They're from uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Sorry to all of my Wisconsin friends. Which oh, Wisconsin's are- great. So many. I have so many. Oh, Milwaukee. That's <laughs> good. Anyway, so uh, now I'm just gonna communicate. <laughs> I'm just gonna like read these scenes and I'm just gonna picture them with like the thickest Midwestern accent. <laughs> what scenes are you gonna be reading? <laughs> From the books. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what kind of fanfic you're into, Sean. No, I do you know what I'm not gonna look up? I'm absolutely not looking up Dementor erotic fanfiction. Sean, your best (laughs) (laughs) erotic demet this hold up is this your work laptop this i'm on my chromebook next door to it oh next door right of course (laughs) this might be the one all right before i hit go on this google search the google search is erotic dementor fanfiction do we think it exists? Yes, 100%. I am upset that it definitely does. This would be a very fun episode to do. No. Nope. I think this fan fiction exists. Not about this, but about anything. Oh, oh, like we don't have to read it. We just have to see if it's real. Do you want to hear the title? Yes. Yeah, definitely I do. Do you want to make any guesses? Um, Is it um, something about sucking? Soul, soul Suckers 5. I'm so upset. It's called Soft as a Dementor's Kiss. <laughs> oh, no. 
That's good. Oh. That's good. That's way better than I was expecting. Oh. What did they give you like a sum? What's it? What's that about? Don't right look up a I'm synopsis. I'm closing my laptop and I'll text That's you. for later. I'll text you later. <laughs> <laughs> like two in the morning, Caleb's yeah. just like, I hate you both. I 300 chapters and I love Do you. Do not talk to me for three days. <laughs> I'm calling out of work tomorrow. <laughs> I need to I need to go on a cleanse. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so, good Lord. Oh, wait, I, I need that. Sorry. So Caleb, I know that I, I don't think you've seen this movie, but Lisa, I have never been able to not think of Dementors as the uh, ghost of Christmas future from the Muppets oh, Christmas Carol. Totally. Absolutely. That's all I picture. And like she did. I mean, I feel like she based it off of that. Right. Cause it's just like exactly how they're described. Oh yeah. 100%. So the description in the book is way different than the description than how they're portrayed in the movies. Oh, the um, flying, the flying dementors of the movie. Yeah. So what's, yeah. what's the description that syncs up to the ghost of christmas they're not just, i don't i wouldn't say they're just like totally different from the movies but like even the movies look like the one from up at christmas carol yes yeah, so um, in, the, in the books they're just like they're tall they're robed all we ever see um well for the most part what we see is their hands which are kind of like like mottled and gray and like fucked up mm-hmm. looking yeah, yeah. um like and dead. then and then we find out when we finally see them without their hood at the end of the books, if I remember correctly, like they don't have any features besides the mouth, right? Like there, yeah. there's nothing like they don't have eyes or there's nothing that's It says visible. that there's like sockets for yeah. where the eyes would be, but there was like skin grown over it. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. an empty eye socket oh. that's been grown oh. over. And that's like worse than what they, that's way, that description in the book is way scarier than what they show us in the film. I always picture like the scream. Because remember the mm-hmm. film is also like for yeah. children. Oh, uh, that's true. They, yeah. the Dementors in the book, because like when we first, we first meet them in, um, in the third. So we all would have been like, I don't know, 10, right? 10 or 11 when like we were reading that. Cause that came out in like 2000, something around there. I think the first, three were already published when we were all 10. Yeah, nine, okay. 10. Yeah. So we were in like second grade when they were mm-hmm. all out. Um, uh, and I just remember being so, so scared of the mm-hmm. Dementors. Like I was terrified of them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were also like mysterious. Like we didn't know the rules around them or what they're mm-hmm. capable of or anything like that. And it kind of turned out that they were scarier than we thought oh, <laughs> they yeah. could have yes. been. They proved to be worse than our imaginations, perhaps. Um, so uh, another thing that this blogger put together is that they don't have gender, which is interesting to Earthworms. think Earthworms! I'm back to go. my original theory. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they don't seem to like, so exactly, this directly supports that, Lisa. They don't seem to have sex, like just ships passing in the night. I don't mean sexual hands. Oh. I mean like I I say <laughs> I'm a little drunk. Maybe. I wish you would stop making this like a <laughs> slapping motion. <laughs> Can we go back to this one, Sean? <laughs> They're both so bad in different ways. Like, how do you well, should we should we air this bit video yeah. so that the, the fans at home can see? <laughs> I think they would like it. 
Lisa, I'm going to record you doing that. So I, I, so people have like a visual of what you were doing during this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't remember my point. Anyway, they don't seem to be gendered. Oh, we also know that muggles can't see them. No, we do know that. Yeah. Muggles can't see them. They cannot. Um, also, they didn't fly in the books. They just kind of like slugged. They glided. Glided. Along. They glided. And they're all like checking each other out. Ooh. Like, we love our life. We love our life. Oh. Oh, hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. <laughs> hey, Todd. Oh. oh. What you do at that thing? Hey, what you do? <laughs> what you do that thing later? <laughs> Uh, so they didn't fly in the books, or yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm losing my thread here. Uh, they. It's okay if can't... it deteriorates here. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally deteriorated. They don't differentiate between people. No, they just like, yeah. indiscriminately try to kill, uh, which I love for them. I'm happy for them. Yeah. Yeah, their own journeys. Um, yep. <laughs> That's pretty much all I got. I, I thought it was like a pretty profound list. That now that I mean, it's it's really interesting because I feel <laughs> like we don't get a ton of, I mean, I think, it, and I think what's interesting too is like, we do get a lot of that in the books as well. Like all of that does feel pretty canon mm-hmm. in terms of like the details that we get of Dementors in the books, which is actually quite a lot. You just don't see it laid out yeah. quite as mm-hmm. fleshed out as, as we just did it. And like, mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting that there was so much detail into these really horrifying creatures. And I'm, yeah. And I'm surprised at how little I remember of them because I think to Sean's point, like I just tried to forget them. Yeah. Well, we really only see them. I mean, like in any real way in the third book and then when they attack in the fifth book. Mm Mm-hmm. And after that, it's like, we know they're around and they're mentioned a bunch because like, they are guarding Azkaban. Um, but they're the only time I think we really interact with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the fourth, the third, fourth, and fifth books. I wonder how they discovered. And now here's a question about pronunciation. I always, so is it Patronus or Patronus? That was Patronus is what I said. Patronus. I always read it like Patronus, but. Uh, they yeah, but he doesn't say expecto patrono. I know, I know. Oh. And yeah, I wonder how they figured out to use like that spell. Uh, it's just a curiosity. I would assume it's not that they figured it out, right? Like, I don't, I don't imagine that spells just exist in the universe, uh, like the ether, and then you just stumble upon them. I imagine they're just created. Yeah. Out of necessity. We should do an episode on spells. Yes. Yeah, we should. It's a good idea. We should. Sweet. Um, but I, I love the idea of the Patronus spell. Um, like... And I love how long we spend with Harry trying to figure it out, like trying to figure out what what's like a memory of his, especially as like a character with a very traumatized background who is like really searching for what kind of memory would be this impactful for him. Um, I think that's a really interesting like series of, you know, of, um, of passages we get with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it would be really interesting to dive a little deeper into a, a few of the spells that we learned from the books, and it would be cool to see. Do we have any more burning questions about wizarding law enforcement or the logic of having one prison where everybody goes? I don't, but do the fans? <laughs> also, tell us if you would be a wizard cop. Wait, we, we won't judge edit. you. 
it's not the same as being a muggle cop i don't think it's that far off though but it's definitely the same it feels the same I'm surprised there's no wizarding military, especially after the first. Oh, that's That's actually a a really good good point. point. Yeah. That's a solid point. I'm pretty surprised. Actually, like we, I mean, so this is like a whole nother tangent. So we don't have to get like too deep into this, but we call both of the um, like Voldemort uprisings, like a wizarding war. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's Even just though they a most, war fought by children. Yeah, they mostly happen in Great Britain. Um, but the, the Grindelwald one is like a a world war. Right. Yeah. Um the the literal Muggle Second World War, if the <laughs> timeline truly does match up. Um, and I don't really know what that looks like because there isn't there does not seem to be a formalized army, right? So you have like people, you've like tyrants and their supporters, mm-hmm. but like they're not meeting on a battlefields or they're right. meeting on a bunch of battlefields. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was largely, these are ideological wars and they're wars being fought for the levers of power, not for land. And You're, so that's a good point. It's not as, to, it's not as easy as just being like, we own Scotland yeah. now. So it makes sense that like, it would have to be more so like uh, guerrilla warfare style, like um, more espionage based than like full on battles. Like when we see them battling for Hogwarts or like the Battle of the Astronomy Tower, like these are the only times that these conflicts are assigned to a location. Um, Whereas like with the first Wizarding War, it seemed more about just like taking over the ministry or take, getting the numbers. So uh, it's probably like inherent to the way that the society itself is secretive. Um, so they probably have to play by different rules, but it, it would make sense that like, I don't know, that the ministry would be doing more pro-ministry pop- propaganda or like interfering in the schools in a pro-ministry way, just in case they needed to like recruit a fighting force. So. And that's, that's my bit on that. But. Yeah, no, I hadn't actually thought about that, but you're right. We are not talking about like, Voldemort wasn't trying to take over Great Britain. Mm-hmm. He was trying to influence this, the ministry and like the way wizards acted and related to muggles. Yeah. And so he doesn't, he didn't need an army for that. He just needed like, enough propaganda yeah he needed the right people doing the wrong things yeah uh, and he needed the right people in the right places yeah exactly. like in government yeah so yeah that's a good point kind of like what's happening now (laughs) it's very depressing that gets real dark (laughs) okay so i i think we i think we covered everything it's only been two hours (laughs) I mean, you know, for covering all of wizarding law enforcement, I feel like, yeah, you know, yeah. we we covered it. And, and I like that this one, we had some burning questions, but not like a ton. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that we had room to discover our two new favorite characters, <laughs> Eric and Eric Todd, and Todd. <laughs> the, the Midwestern Dementors. <laughs> They can't keep their scaly paws off each other. They love each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. 
I'm not sure why it's not like Darth Todd Vader, but you know. Todd and Eric. Oh, Todd. Ah, oh, Todd. I hope that's not annoying. Sorry, everybody. Oh. <laughs> but thank you. And, and quite you. honestly, if people are annoyed by us for this, I think they would have stopped. What have they been doing? Point. Right. What have they been doing the whole time? In two years. It's been two years. What are you doing listening to us at all anyway? Yeah. Like, this is your fault if you're still here. And that was realistically the least offensive accent yeah. we have used thus far. Correct. Yeah. Also, thank you for being here still. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Lisa's dad and whoever yeah. else is still here. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. All right. Maybe next episode we'll check our email. So yeah. if you send us one. You can contact us. Now is the time. Now is the time. Send us miscellaneous email. So that email is washyourharrypod at gmail.com. We are going to check it next week. There's not going to be any, or not next week, next episode. There's not going to be anything in it. But if you want to send us an email, we will get it in a timely fashion. Yep. And we're going to go through all of them. So like, prepare yourselves. We're going to do it on air. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting for all. Yeah. So um, we're going to we're going to give shout outs to uh, Podbean, our hosting platform, who has surely emailed us like 20 times. Uh-huh. Um, and that's probably about it. Probably yeah. about it. Yep. Nice. Um, well, thanks, y'all, for sticking with us. Um, right. Yeah, we're 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 fast approaching our two year anniversary here. So um, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. We should make it a party. We episode. should make it a party. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, let's so figure fun. out how. Okay, um, uh, okay in, y'all. In the meantime, please connect with us on Instagram. Yes. Um, which is uh, at Watch Your Harry Podcast. At Watch Your Harry Podcast. At Watch Your Harry Podcast. Um, and if you have not already and you want to rate or review us on Apple Pod, that would be awesome. Um, Even if you don't want to, could you do it? If you anyway? could do it anyway. A lot of you have actually done it and said nice things, and it's like yeah. really heartwarming to read. It so. is really nice. We yeah. really like reading them. We read all of all like six of them that we have, mm-hmm. and they make us feel really good. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate those of you that have gone to rate us and review us. And if you would like to do that, we would love you too. Agreed. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye. The Watcher Harry podcast is hosted by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, Lisa Moen, and Caleb Kelleher. Our editing is done by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, and our theme music is Dance Macabre Busy Strings by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.